Hello and welcome to the Women in Safety podcast, a place of conversations to empower and inspire you to transform your career. I'm your host, Alana Ball, and we're here today to cut through some of the BS of health and safety. I want to be real, authentic, and most of all, think critically about what we learn, what we hear, and how we experience things in our journey. I want you to take this time for yourself. Reconnect with your passion, reconnect with your career, and join us as we grow together. So settle in and see where this episode transforms you. Hello, welcome back. I didn't do any music. I didn't get a new jingle. So you've still just got Chandra and I talking about Topic Tuesday. How are you, Chandra? Totally offended. You've used the, the <laughs> word just. I mean, it, that's really underestimating the uh, the comedy, the the you know effervescence of this duo. But anyway, we will push on, and and I'll try not to be hurt. The effervescence, right? Got it. I noted. So today, Chandra has shared a. Um, it was actually found on a LinkedIn article, and it is actually um, Heidi Pickett is a trainee psychologist but she is also a I forget what she calls herself but it's basically she does a lot of drawings to try and break down some psychology things into more bite-sized pieces of information one of them and the one we're discussing today is the psychological safety hierarchy of needs think Maslow hierarchy of needs if you want to envisage the picture we of course will share it in our show notes Chandra do you want to kick off with your overarching thinking of this particular uh, image, I guess we'll call it, rather than article today? Yeah, look, I think this, um, the comparison between this and, and Maslow's hierarchy of needs is, is an interesting visual. Um, you know, the, this notion of this cascading effect of improving our levels of psychosocial safety um, and moving up um, in in our safety world, um, it's an interesting concept um, and really, you know, worthy of us to debate today um, what those layers are and how they interact and whether it is actually a pyramid or if it's, you know, m- more like mashed potato. But let's just uh, see where the discussion goes. <laughs> more like mashed potatoes. Well, quote, quote of the day. Yeah, quote of the year, I think. Um <laughs> So obviously the bottom talks about basic safety needs, psychological needs, and then the top being self-fulfillment. So the, the at the bottom it talks about core safety needs, talks about no micromanagement, no double standards, no blame, no gossip. Uh, I think at a starting foundation point, um, it's an interesting point to start and I, I think it has to be reflected that you know, um, Heidi, who is the author of this image, we really need to, I guess, for me, I see this very much leaning to the work uh, emphasis rather than as a whole. Um, What are your thoughts? Um, Look, there's some really important um, interdependence between these layers and I think we we try and squish things into graphics um, to Mm. make it easy understand but we do lose a lot of the truth and I want to speak to the truth of of what's happening here so for example um up the top for self-actualization you've got safe to challenge yet at the very bottom the core safety needs it says um a foundation level of working trust well um 
you know, those two things can be quite similar. Um, if you've got an environment of trust, then you've got a place where you can speak your mind and, and you're safe to challenge. Um, so I don't think that, you know, the the delineation of these layers is as simple and as easy as it's been made out in this particular diagram. Um, but having said that, um, you know, obviously there is some some very, very, you know, good notes here around, um, you know, a non-fear-driven environment is important as a foundation and I would totally agree with that. We've talked in previous podcasts around um, when we look at um, safety incidents as, you know, what did you do wrong versus how can we help? Um, that particular mantra or that particular mindset has a huge flavour on how people will behave in the future. Um, so I think there is, you know, there's some credit to what that um, diagram is trying to achieve, but I don't think it's as, as linear as black and white um, and as as isolated as, as potentially we're led to believe. Yeah, and I think my issue with it, I guess, is, you know, I I love, I'll point out first what I love about it is, you know, that we have core safety needs, we have core learning needs, which I was just like, yes, like, you know, where is this continuous learning? Like, um, the belongingness, I think, as humans, you know, that is 100% esteem and then self-actualization. Fine, I love all of those. The kind of words that come underneath it, I think, you know, you could fit them into any of them. But what I don't like about it being shown in the uh, pyramid side is that, you know, you're not necessarily fulfilling one before the other. There's not more of or less of, um, you know, you shouldn't necessarily have less of this ability to have this environment where you're safe to challenge over no micromanagement. And I think how the information is presented gives this false image of what we need more of and what we need less of or yeah I think it just it takes away from you know for me the self-actualization should be the biggest part because it's that that piece where you're bringing your whole self to work you're being your most authentic self and you're absolutely thriving in your workplace yet you know it's shown as as the peak of the pyramid so agreed I don't think it's necessarily as linear or as black and white as as the image makes out and I think look um there's multiple ways that we can look at this, um, look at this mashed potato. Um, I'm going to refer back to that because I made you laugh. Um, but I prefer in this particular case when we're talking about psychological safety or psychosocial safety, I do prefer David Rockscarf model. Um, mm. and, you know, the notion of status and certainty, autonomy, relatedness, fairness, influencing how we behave at work and our performance and our effectiveness probably helps me a bit more than this pyramid. And so, for example, if we look at that bottom layer and we talk about what's in that um, that picture in the bottom layer around core safety needs, for me that emulates um, David Rock's concept of certainty. We need to know what's going to happen. We need to know if we behave in a certain way, what's the reaction, what are the boundaries, um, what, what are the, the rules of how we play this game um, and that really taps into his notion of, of certainty in the workplace and then um, you know when we um, look at say for example that blue layer which is the belonging belongingness layer that really sort of talks very much or speaks to his um, model of relatedness how do mm. I fit 
behavior. And if I don't feel like I fit in, if I don't feel like I'm valued, if I don't feel like I can, you know, work effectively within the team, then that will undermine my performance. David Rock's work really talks very much about the importance of relatedness in the workplace. And I think it does better justice to um, to our understanding of psychological safety than potentially this particular graphic. Um, having said that, um, I really do love the fact that at the top of uh, this pyramid, there is that that focus on the idea of safety challenge. And I think we've talked in previous podcasts about this notion that we can try our very, very best to get everyone to fit inside the box and and you know, have homogenous principles and policies and, and systems and processes and we can screw that down as tight as possible um, but we negate individual difference. We negate the wonderful world of innovation. We, we negate creativity and when you take those things away, you compromise the future of safety. You compromise, you know, operational excellence as we talked about last podcast. So I do like the fact that, that Heidi has really focused on this idea that we have to have an environment where at the very top it has to be safe to challenge, safe to innovate, safe to be creative, safe to be out of the box. Um, and uh, and so that's one of the strengths, I think, of this model. I would tend to agree, but I am going to backstep for a second because for the non-psychologists like Chandra in the room, um, the SCARF model, shall I just point out, is was developed in 2008 by David Rock, uh, and it talks about a brain-based model for collaborating. It talks about status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness, and fairness. So I just thought I'd drop that in because not all of us are Chandra-level psychologists by trade. So just <laughs> bringing it back to uh, plebs like myself. That Would you prefer if I went back to the mas- mashed potato analogy? Is that better? I'm, I'm just clearing it up for those those listening to us today. Um, no, but look, I, in all seriousness, I do agree. And I think, you know, if, if, if we mash sweet potato and potato together, could we come up with a different model that, you know, we might be able to flex to make it less linear, I guess, and less um, required to almost go up these. For me, it's around, you know, do I have to climb all of these stairs before that I can get there? You know, am I allowed to take a step back? And that's what I have never liked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs either, is that it feels like very much this heaven forbid you should ever take a step back and, and one of those steps, you know, I'm not quite there today or this month or I've changed teams it should just be this flow and and that ability to check in and be like, well, where am I today? Where am I with this particular work group or a project or, you know, through a particular uh, process that we're doing? And I think how we apply that to multiple situations as we go through our career as a safety professional or any profession, I think we really need to take the lens that it's not a hard and fast, that there is going to be some days that, you're going to feel less psychologically safe than you did yesterday because you're in a new environment or you're trying a different thing or working with people who are a little bit difficult to get on with. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think um, we there, there could definitely be a hybrid model of it somewhere. Yeah, and, and I guess that, you know, with respect to all of our safety professionals who are trying to implement this sort of thing in a real world, um, 
there is a little bit of perfectionism that comes in when we start, you know, looking at David Rock's scarf model or looking at this hierarchy of needs. We start to talk about perfect worlds and, and you know, we delve into, you know, if everything was going swimmingly, um, this is what it should look like. And as you and I know and all of the listeners know, it's never like that. Um, so, for example, um, you know, where we, we've, you know, got in the in the self-actualization space on this model, we've got it's safe to collaborate. Um, when I see that, I understand the intention of why she's included that. Um, I would also like to say that in a real world, when time pressures and costs and operational needs are at the forefront, um, sometimes um, an emphasis on collaboration can be detrimental um, to getting things done. And so, yeah, collaboration is is really critical um, in some aspects of psychological safety, but also um, there needs to be safety around decision making and the 80-20 rule that will go with something that's good enough um, and and march on. Um, so, you know, this particular model does have elements or tinges of perfectionism and and almost living in a world where, you know, everyone's great um, and it's, it's not like that in the real world and I do understand that. So I think we've got to be a bit realistic even when we get to, you know, the, um, the, the component there around core learning needs and we've got um, able to take some risks. Well, yeah, absolutely. We would love in the world of psychological safety or psychosocial safety, we want people to know that there is some tolerance of risk-taking. But again, you know, for the frontline leaders, for, for some of the people who are trying to run teams at the coalface or at blasting sites or, you know, on oil rigs, um, we also know that there's also got to be some boundaries around stopping people taking um, risks. Um, there has to be some, um, you know, some clamping down on some of this and we don't live in a perfect world where everyone can do what they want whenever they want to the best of, you know, a psychosocial outcome. Yeah, I and it's funny you mention that. I had the privilege of seeing um, a lady by the name of Dr Lucy Hone. Her TED Talk is on... YouTube and it was all about her speech on the day was all about resilience which she's dedicated you know 15 years um, PhDs on resilience just that topic alone which I thought was quite interesting and where I see the overlap here is around she talks about that perfectionism as well and that this is all well and good but I think we are starting to lean into a workplace where do we have this notion that it has to be perfect and that, you know, and, and stress is a normal part of life. And I think without stress, and it's this concept that heaven forbid we should ever have a level of stress in our work or what we do that, as you said, we're going to have to take risks. There's plenty of quotes around why taking risks is a good thing. You know, we wouldn't be on this call if you and I didn't take risks, you know, it just depends on that extent. So I think, great in a in a perfect world but none of us live in that perfect world and that that certainly was something Dr Hone talked about around resilience is that we don't live in this perfect world and and how we grow through adversity how we adapt that growth mindset and I think take some of those on board um, but that's what I don't see wrapped in this is that little bit of resilience thrown in the side of it. Absolutely and I think that's a stunning a stunning point to make that to me that purple section that self-actualization 
one of the most important aspects in the career journey of of anyone um, when it comes to um, progressing and being able to cope with the real world and, and to get where, you know, the dizzy heights of where you can get um, are. It needs to be around resilience and flexibility and nowhere in this model do we talk about um, do we talk about that? Well, you know, you've seen many a coaching client, I've seen many a client where um, the inability to cope with chaos, the inability to cope with the real world, the inability to cope with the limitations of life, um, with the fact that people get sick, with the fact that mums have to go and, and dads have to go and pick up kids, um, where there's, you know, sporadic and chaotic and unpredictable things that happen in the real world, Um can attack um, some of these self-actualization principles. Um, so, you know, we've got to have in that purple space, um, one of the key goals for all of us is to be resilient and flexible and the ability to step up to the plate when everything appears to be falling away from the process or procedure and to be calm and cool under fire. So I think it is really important that we understand that, yes, we want people to, to, to challenge and we want people to be authentic and we want people to collaborate and be vulnerable. Um, but above all of that, if you want to add another layer on top of this, we've got to be real. Um, we've got to be flexible. We've got to own and know our own imperfections and we've got to know and own the imperfections of the life that we operate in and be able to step up to the plate when everything goes to custard. And I think that's perhaps one of the most important self-actualization tools. You have imperfection. <laughs> I said mashed potato before. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help myself. Uh, I, I certainly don't. Uh, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse, Chandra. <laughs> uh, no, look, um, we've, we've made it a bit more fun today because, uh, look, we're not, we're not um, discussing, you know, some great big in-depth article, but it was an interesting one for us to both kind of bring up and, and reflect on our own journey, reflect on what it means to us as individuals, as mums. And I think, you know, in this, in this crazy world that we have work, I, that's, yeah. I, and I think the more that I'm learning and, and I guess reflecting on the whole piece around perfection and resilience, um, both of which guilty of, you know, everything has to be perfect and, and little to no resilience when the going gets tough, trust me. Um, I think it was a nice one for us to kind of just break down and, and reflect on. So I'm hoping our listeners can also take that little bit of time, pull up the image um, and just reflect on what it means for them. Where where does it align? Where does it not align? What are they kind of working towards? Because I think any opportunity you know, as you said, to kind of self-reflect and to grow, I think will do us great as safety professionals. And and as we've said in previous podcasts, you know, this is a great tool. So for those of you who are looking at your safety share for tomorrow or, you know, the opening safety topic for your next, um, for your next group get together, take that pink section. So take the top of this um, hierarchy of this mm. pyramid and throw that on the table and say, you know, are we an organisation where it's safe to challenge, safe to be authentic, safe to collaborate, safe to be vulnerable, and do we need to be? Um, that will then lead you into 20 minutes at least of a pretty cool conversation, um, and I think that's more important than whether or not this structure is right or wrong. Mm, yeah, really, really great takeaway for our listeners today. Um, so we won't keep our listeners any longer. Chandra, 
a pleasure as always. You're welcome to come up. If anyone's listening and wants to come up with a Chandra and Alana Topic Tuesday jingle, you might be more talented than us. Uh, if anyone wants to send Chandra some mashed potato, let's get KSC as some sponsors. So we'll work on that, shall we? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm deeply, deeply moved by your concern there, Alana. <laughs> I do worry sometimes about my analogies, but anyway, I'll roll with it and uh, we'll we'll put on to the next topic Tuesday. Yeah, well, look, that KFC mashed potato and gravy is coming at you. Thanks for joining us, listeners. We will tune in next time for another Topic Tuesday. Wow, what an episode. If you loved today's episode just as much as I did, we'd love to hear your feedback or even better, share it with your friends, your colleagues and other safety sisters or safety misters so they too feel empowered and inspired. We will catch you for another conversation next time and we hope in the meantime you start implementing some things to transform your career.